Welcome brothers and sisters in the faith. A happy Sabbath day to everyone. We are truly happy as we gather once again uh, to worship Abba, Yahuwah, and his son, Yahusha, our King and Mashiach. We just finished last week our series on the Ten Commandments. We know that it is the will of Yahuwah that we are able to obey the Ten Commandments of Abba. Also, we have instructed the members of the Assembly of Yahusha to memorize the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, and the Shema. Purpose of this is so that we can have our minds renewed and prepared for complete obedience to the will of Yahuwah. However, it's just not a matter of memorizing the words of God or the Ten Commandments that will bring us close and near to Him. We have to obey the Ten Commandments. However, when it comes to obeying the Ten Commandments, it's not simply obeying the letter of the law. We have studied thus far that it is equally important, perhaps more so, <clears throat> to obey the spirit or the deeper purpose of the law or of the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba. This is why for us to be well trained in obeying the Ten Commandments, fulfilling its spirit and deep purpose, we must put on the mind of our King Yahushua. Because if there was one individual who was able not only to obey the letter of the law, but the deeper purpose, the spiritual purpose of the law, it would be our King Yahushua. So we need to model, find, make him as our model and good example. And so what must we do so that we can be like Yahushua in obeying the commandments of Abba? Let's begin our studies in the book of Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. Since you have heard about Yahushua, and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. How can we become like Yahushua? Inasmuch as we are studying how our king obeyed the commandments of Abba. Bible says we need to let the spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes. How many here were baptized into Christ Yahushua? I think most of us, if not all, those who are not yet baptized, one day we're going to receive the true baptism. When we were baptized, we were added into the body of Yahushua. We became new creations in Christ. This is why we, have, we now have a new nature. But this nature, this new nature within us can only be activated through the power of the Spirit. This is why Apostle Paul is speaking to the assembly and he's saying to the assembly, look, do not just study all about Yahushua. Make sure while you study about Yahushua, you become like him through the power of the Holy Spirit. And how can this be manifested in our life? when our thoughts and our attitudes become changed. You see, this is what the Bible is all about. It's not to produce external change, but what kind of change? Internal change. This is why when we think of people trying to change their life, maybe it's a New Year's resolution. How many here have New Year's resolution? They begin to change, but after January 2 comes, right? They go back to their old self. Why is that? Because they only try to change their behavior without changing internally. When we want to be like Yahushua, there has to be a change that happens 
internally, not just externally. When we change internally, externally will take care of itself. This is why Apostle Paul says, learn the truth from Yahushua, but let the truth change our thinking and our attitude. So what did our King Yahushua teach about the proper attitudes that we must possess, about the character that should be within us so that we can become more and more like him? Let's read the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 1 down to 10. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, what we read to you there are the attitudes that we must possess. This is why some call this the B attitudes. You see, Yahushua, after preaching Matthew 5, 1 to 10, do you know what he preached next? He preached the Ten Commandments what we need to do. But before he preached what we need to do, he first preached who we need to become. You see, it's important that we change internally first so that what we do as an outcome of our change internally will bear fruits of righteousness. That's what the Beatitudes is all about, who we need to be. And when we want to look for an example of one who possesses these characteristics, who would it be? Yahushua. And so Yahushua is teaching us how to become like him. To become like him, we must become all of these things. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Are we poor in spirit? Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. You notice there are seven Beatitudes there. When we become all seven, we will bear fruit. What kind of fruit? Righteousness that will result in persecution. This is why you can tell if a person is living out the Beatitudes, they're bearing righteousness, and because of it, they're going to be persecuted. And so we need to train ourselves as disciples to become more and more like Yahushua by upholding. The Beatitudes taught here by our King. What's the first one which we're going to study today? And then in the succeeding weeks to come, we will go through all seven and then eventually the eighth, which is the blessing for those who are being persecuted. But the first one is poor in spirit. Now, you might not like the sound of that, right? Poor in spirit. I mean, who wants to be poor? But the Bible begins with this foundational Beatitude. It all begins here. You see, when we start our journey, to the promised land, feeling that we are entitled, we're not going to make it. It begins with this foundational attitude that we must possess. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Well, what is the purpose of spirit in us? Let's read the book of Romans 8, verse 16. God's spirit joins himself to our spirits 
to declare that we are God's children. What's the purpose of spirit? It is so that we can have fellowship and the relationship with Yahuwah. This is why when Yahuwah created human beings, he created human beings different from animals. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? You know what we have that makes us distinct from an ape? Because if you go to your classrooms nowadays, they will tell you, you are identical, basically. You came from an ape. No, we came from Yahuwah. We're different from apes. We're different from animals. Why? Because we not only have a soul and a body, we have what? A spirit. Because we have a spirit, what are we able to do? Have a relationship with Yahuwah. The purpose of why we were created is because Yahuwah wants us to have a relationship with him. That's what the spirit enables us to do. This is why when we feel the presence of Yahuwah, right? When we feel happy, when we feel joy, despite what is happening all around us, we feel this peace. That's the spirit of Yahuwah connecting, joining our spirit. And we feel that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the spirit. Now, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? And why are they blessed? Isaiah chapter 64 and the verse is six. All of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. According to the prophet Isaiah, we learn the truth about humanity. And this is the truth. This is a universal truth about all of us. It doesn't matter who you are. This is true and applies to each one of us. What is that? Bible says all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. You know, sometimes we accomplish some things. Maybe we're able to prepare a Bible study, or maybe we are able to prepare a new hymn. And then all of a sudden we think, you know what? I think I'm pretty good. My righteous acts make me rich. But prophet Isaiah says, wait a minute. All humanity, doesn't matter what their accomplishments are, their true self, all the righteous acts are like what? Filthy rags. You see, those who are poor in spirit are the ones who are aware of their spiritual bankruptcy. You see, it doesn't matter how good we are or how good we think we are. By ourselves, before the standard of Yahuwah, we are like filthy rags. This is why we cannot boast of any accomplishments. We cannot boast of our works. We cannot present to Yahuwah, look at my works, Father. Because of this, I am worthy before you. We cannot do that. Because all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. And so our journey in our fellowship with Yahuwah begins with the understanding and the belief that by myself, I'm not enough. I need something else. By myself, I am poor in spirit. Now, why do people, why are people unable to see their own spiritual poverty or bankruptcy? You see, that's the beginning of a journey of faith. Why people, why is it that people cannot see that? Let's read the book of Luke 18, 9 to 12. Yahushua also told this parable to people who were sure of their own goodness and despised everybody else. Once there were two men who went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood apart by himself and prayed, I thank you, God, that I am not greedy, dishonest, 
or an adulterer like everybody else. I thank you that I am not like that tax collector over there. I fast two days a week and I give you one-tenth of all my income. And so why are people unable to see their own spiritual bankruptcy or their own spiritual poverty? Because they're so sure of their own goodness. Who's an example? It is the Pharisee. What was the Who was the Pharisee? Why was he so sure of his own goodness? Because he looked at what he does and compares what he does with everyone else. And so this is the way of the Pharisee. Look at, look at what the Pharisee says. I am one who always does what is right. I'm not greedy, dishonest, and I'm not an adulterer like everybody else. And so I'm good enough. Not only do they say to themselves, I'm good enough. They despise everybody else. They want to be the person who should be recognized as the only beloved son or daughter of Yahuwah. Do you know people like that? You know, if you say, I know someone like that, then you just became a Pharisee. <laughs> or what were we supposed to say? Yeah, brother, I know someone like that Pharisee. That's me. Right? Do you get the point? Point is, there's a little bit of Pharisee inside of us, unfortunately. And so we cannot see that this also applies to us. And so if we read, read this passage and say, you know, this applies to someone I know, you lose the point. <laughs> point is, we need to realize our own spiritual poverty. Now, who's a good example of one? Who recognized uh, the, his own spiritual poverty. It's not the Pharisee. Who could it be? Let's read what it says <clears throat> in the book of Luke 18, 13 or 14. But the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even raise his face to heaven, but beat on his breast and said, God, have pity on me, the sinner. I, told, I tell you, said Yahushua, the tax collector and not the Pharisee was in the right with God when he went home. For those who make themselves great will be humble and those who humble themselves will be made great. And so what? Who's an example of one? who was able to see his own poverty in the parable of our King Yahushua, it wasn't the Pharisee, but the tax collector. What did that, the tax collector say? He says, have pity on me. Why? Because he was aware of his sins. He was aware of his shortcomings. He knew that by himself, he cannot be good enough. And so the essence of being poor in spirit is acknowledging and believing that by ourselves, we cannot be good enough. We cannot have that true relationship with Yahuwah. And because of this spirit, because he was poor in spirit, the tax collector, according to our King Yahusha, was the one who was made right with who? Yahuwah. This is so very true. This is why the Pharisees, who were so full of themselves, they were staring Yahusha face to face, right? The source of true blessing. And what did they do? They rejected him because they were so sure of their own goodness. What else did they do? They crucified him because they were so sure of their own goodness. But this tax collector, he recognized his own limitations, his poverty. And so he, they welcomed Yahusha with open arms. Haven't you noticed? When you look at the apostles, 
I mean, look at their credentials. Do they have PhDs and master's degrees? Were they experts at the law of Moses? I mean, look at the, the credentials of the apostles, the disciples. Who were they? The Bible says they were unlearned. And so they were poor in spirit. They were willing to learn. They were willing to look. And because they were willing to look outside of themselves, who did they find? Our king, Yahushua. See, that's why it's blessed to be poor in spirit. What does it mean to be poor, to be blessed? Because one is poor in spirit. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. You know, the grace of our Lord Yahushua Christ, rich as he was, he made himself poor for your sake. In order to make you rich by means of his poverty. How can we be truly blessed when we, have, when we are poor in spirit? If we are poor in spirit, instead of feeling sorry for ourselves, it should make us look and seek. Because when we look and seek and ask, we will find. Do you know what the difference is between someone who is so filled with entitlement and they think they're good enough and someone who's poor in spirit? Person who feels entitled and they feel they're good enough, they're not going to look for the true Messiah. But the one who understands and sees and senses his own spiritual poverty, you know what they're going to do? They're going to seek. And when they seek, they're going to find. Who will they find? The source of true riches. Who is that? Our king, Yahushua. You see, when we know our spiritual bankruptcy, when we know we are poor in spirit, we will look for our king. Because we know by ourselves, we're not good enough. We need Mashiach in our life. Well, how can we be blessed? How can we be rich? What does it mean to be rich in Yahushua? Which is why our king says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Let's read the book of Timothy 1, 14 and 16. And our Lord poured out his abundant grace on me and gave me the faith and love which are ours in union with Christ Yahushua. This is a true saying to be completely accepted and believed. Christ Yahushua came into the world to save sinners. I am the worst of them. But God was merciful to me in order that Christ Yahushua might show his full patience in dealing with me. The worst of sinners as an example for all those who would later believe in him and receive eternal life. According to the Holy Scriptures, why are those who are poor in spirit truly blessed? What are the riches that the Bible speaks about that we find in Christ Yahushua? It is eternal life through union with our King Yahushua HaMashiach. You see, brothers and sisters, by ourselves, we're not good enough. Can we accept that biblical truth? When we understand we're not good enough by ourselves, then we need to yoke up with who? Yahushua. In other words, we need to be in union with him. If we are in union with our King Yahushua, then we have the blessing of Yahushua also imputed upon our life. This is why those who are poor in spirit are blessed because they get to receive Yahushua. And Yahushua is the source of true riches. What kind of riches? The Bible says everlasting life, patience, and mercy from our Father in heaven. Who's an example of one? 
who eventually became united with our King Yahushua, Apostle Paul. You know, before Apostle Paul was called to be an apostle, do you know what he was? His name was Saul, right? And what did he do? He persecuted systematically all the disciples of our King Yahushua. And this is why Apostle Paul became known as a tyrant, became known as the enemy of the assembly of Yahushua in the first century. People were afraid of him. Can you imagine? He would go from house to house and he would drag the believers into prison. And he was going to go to Damascus and do the same thing. And eventually Yahushua calls him. And what does he realize? Apostle Paul, his enlightenment began when he understood he was what? A sinner. Not only did he say he was a sinner. He says, I'm the worst of sinners. When we reach that point, when we understand that we are sinners and we need help, that's when we receive that help. Apostle Paul, when he accepted he was a sinner, he became united with our King Yahushua and received everlasting life. But also is the riches that are given to those who are in un union with Christ Yahushua. Let's read the book of Ephesians, chapters 2. And the verses are 12 down to 13. This is what it says. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises God has made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Yahushua. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood. Of Christ, according to the Holy Scriptures, the riches that belong to Christ Yahushua, which includes everlasting life, is not all that there is. There's something else. You know what it is? The covenant promises. This is why it's blessed to be poor. If you are poor in your own self, you'll be filled. Those who humble themselves will be elevated. Because those who humble themselves, they will be filled with Christ. And when one is in Christ Yahushua, they are not part of the covenant. And what do we receive as part of the covenant? We become near Yahuwah. We're able to draw near him. What do you mean we're able to draw near him? We're able to have true fellowship with Yahuwah. And when you think about it, that's really the greatest blessing of all. When we can have that deep fellowship and relationship with our father, through our king, Yahushua. That's really what it means to be blessed. And so when our king Yahushua is speaking about being poor in spirit, being meek, uh, and being and mourn, and being a peacemaker, and thirsting for righteousness, when he's speaking about the Beatitudes, he wants us to understand that when we adopt these attitudes in our life, we will have a deep fellowship with Yahuwah, and our king, Yahushua. But who amongst us will receive the presence and feel his love in our life? Let's read the book of Isaiah 57, 15. For this is what the high and lofty one says. <clears throat> he who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a holy, in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Who among those who become 
the sons and daughters of Yahuwah will feel the presence of Yahuwah Abba. They are the ones who, is, who are contrite and lowly in spirit. What is given to us in exchange? When we understand that we are poor in spirit, our hearts will be revived and we will feel the spirit and presence of Yahuwah. And this is what it's all about when it comes to our journey. You see, our journey now is a long one. Some people say it's more like a marathon, not a sprint. This is why our relationship with Yahuwah and Yahusha, we becoming members of the assembly of Yahusha, it's something that we need to cultivate and nurture, something that we need to develop as we progress. It's not a one-time thing. It's not something that we can turn into a ritual. It has to develop. Why? Because it's a journey. It is a long journey. And sometimes when we make this journey into fellowship with Yahuwah and with Yahusha, sometimes we lose hope. Sometimes we're discouraged. Sometimes we face difficulties in life. And then we say to ourselves, you know what? Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I don't really belong to Yahuwah. You know, Yahuwah tells us and Yahusha taught us be poor in spirit. But sometimes there are some disciples who become so poor they accept, their, they accept their being poor and no longer seek for the blessing of Yahuwah. And so they kind of throw, throw a pity party. And so they're stuck in their poorness. Yahuwah doesn't want that to happen to us. He wants us to understand that we are poor in spirit, not so that we will remain poor in spirit, but so that we will become enriched by his grace, compassion, and love. And so when we feel pain, when we struggle through life, what should be our mindset? Let's take a look at what the Apostle Paul teaches. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. But to keep me from being puffed up with pride because of the many wonderful things I saw, I was given a painful physical ailment, which acts as Satan's messenger to beat me and keep me from being proud. And so here's Apostle Paul. We know Apostle Paul was a saint. We know Apostle Paul was a true servant of Yahuwah. But what was he given? The Bible says a physical ailment. Did he struggle with this physical ailment? Yes. What was this physical ailment? We don't really know. But we know it's painful. We know it's something that hinders Apostle Paul. Sometimes, as believers, we who are disciples today, we experience certain problems in life, yeah? And sometimes the problems we face in life is health-related. And there's a tendency when we feel pain, when we go through suffering, that we say to ourselves, oh, woe is me. Woe to me. But Apostle Paul, when he went through experiencing suffering and physical ailment, he understood there was a purpose behind that. What was that purpose? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in the book of 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. Let's pause there for a while. Perhaps some of us can relate to what Apostle Paul is saying here. There's something in our life that we want Yahuwah to do something about. Maybe some kind of physical ailment, some kind of sickness, 
maybe some kind of condition, maybe it's a certain problem that is lingering in our life. And we're asking Yahuwah, please take it away. Apostle Paul, he also felt that way. He also asked Yahuwah, he asked Yahusha, please remove this physical ailment, remove this thorn in my flesh. But you know what the answer was to the Apostle Paul, verse 9? But his answer was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's Apostle Paul. Many of us should follow this example of the Apostle Paul. Three times he begged. Three times he asked for the thorn in his flesh to be removed because it was tormenting him day and night. But the answer he got was, my grace is all you need. Brothers and sisters, what if our King Yahushua appears to you and says to you, I know that you're asking for certain things in your life, but my grace is all you need. What would you say to your king? Apostle Paul, when he got this message, when he went to his king and asked for his help, and the king says, my grace is all you need. Apostle Paul says, I am most happy. Why? What does it mean? When we are stuck with our weaknesses, when we are stuck with our infirmities, when we are stuck with hardships and persecutions and difficulties. It actually means a wonderful thing. What is that? The Bible says, when we are content with weaknesses, when we are weak, then I become strong. You see, when we are weak and we feel our own weaknesses, it creates a room in our life for Yahusha's presence to be felt and manifested in us. This is why he was proud of his weaknesses. And so, brethren, when we live our life as followers of our King Yahushua, and we are in the midst of pain and tribulation, let us go to our king and say to our king, if this is your will for me, so be it. By your grace, I will be able to overcome all things. And may my weaknesses lead to you becoming coming into my life. And then we will be able to say, when I am weak, then I am strong. Beloved brethren, this is the epitome, the essence of what it means to be blessed when one is poor in spirit. When we are poor in spirit, we know that we need someone in our life like the Apostle Paul. And so he opens his heart to our King Yahushua. And when he was poor, when he was weak, that's when he became strong. Beloved brethren, we're going to pray. But before we pray, we're going to stand up together. And then we're going to proclaim something together. It is our response by faith to the Shema. The Shema 
as you know, is the commandment that our King Yahushua spoke about. To love Yahuwah with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. This is our expression to Yahuwah. Our expression of love as we declare that we will obey him. And so we will recite this together. Just follow me. But when we recite this, do so from your heart, with your mind. Let us express our deep love for our loving Abba. Let us stand, beloved brethren. Yahuwah, our Elohim. Yahuwah is one. We will hear all of your commandments with reverent fear. We will love Yahuwah Elohim. With all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. And all the words that you command us shall be in our hearts. Let us pray, beloved brethren. Everlasting Father, you heard the declaration of our heart. How we want you to be in our life. We love you. With all of our heart. Soul. And strength. If we have not always said this to you. In our prayers. We declare this to you now. Father. We love you more than anyone. And anything. You took us. Into yourself. You made us your sons and daughters, despite of what we have done. While we were sinners, you sent your son so that we can have fellowship with you. Father, we love you. Believe us when we say this. We proclaim it with our heart. Everything we do in this life only has meaning, only has purpose. Because of our relationship with you, Father, do not stop blessing your people. We are not asking for material riches and wealth. What we ask for are your spiritual blessings. You have taught us to obey your commands. We place them deep in our hearts. We love you with all of our being. Help us to become more and more like your son. So that when you look at your people, you will be happy with us. It's a good thing, loving Abba, that you are patient, that you are long-suffering. Where would we be today if that was not so? Because despite our best efforts, you know that we are sinners. We stumble and fall. And so you remind us, blessed are the poor in spirit. Father, we look at ourselves. We are imperfect. We have many sins. We have transgressed against you. Father, we are moved to complete repentance. We humble ourselves before you. May you have mercy upon us. Fill us with spiritual blessing. Fill us with your kindness and love that we can complete our journey of faith. Our King, Yahushua, we call upon you. We need you now more than ever. Teach us to become like you, to possess the beatitudes you taught, 
Teach us to be poor in spirit. May we realize our poverty that we may rely and be dependent upon you. Help us to always remember you, to walk this walk with you by our side. May you be in our minds and in our hearts to inspire and strengthen our faith. Bless our children, King Yahushua. May you make yourself known to them wherever they may be. Because when we see that you are with us, even when we are weak, we will be strong because you are in our life. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Bless each and every one of us today. Strengthen, please, always our faith. And may you heal us all of our sicknesses. We ask and beg everything, Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.